Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We're back with our Watchmen series TV show talking thing. Uh, Very well named. <laughs> patent pending, trademark title. Uh, talking about the second episode of HBO's Watchmen titled Martial Feats of Comanche Horsemanship, which I, I'm sure means something. Yeah, uh, it's referenced there, in the episode. There was a painting, the, right? It's just it's yeah. The but like, what does it mean, though? What does it mean, though? But what does it mean? <laughs> but what does it mean? Uh, besides yeah. just being a reference, what does that painting mean? I mean, what does the know? painting mean? Yeah, no, I have no idea. I have no idea. Feels very rabbit holeish. Feels very like lost. Uh-huh. You know, yes. they love doing that book title for an a episode title, like. Mm-hmm kind of thing uh feels like that where like i feel like it doesn't matter that much but uh, then again yeah it's the key to everything then again exactly it's everything. <laughs> well if you don't know what this means how can you watch the watchman um <laughs> yeah well uh, as we're recording this podcast episode three's already aired so we're gonna i guess i guess we're gonna try not should we are we gonna try not to spoil episode three what are we doing here? Oh God, I didn't think about the intricacies. Oh no, this is challenging. Oh no, let's not. Okay, let's just let's you're not. You're either do being it. completely genuine or you're completely faking your your <laughs> franticness here. There's no way to tell. No, I like it's a little of both. Strangely, like I'm not sure what to do, and yet I feel it doesn't matter that much. Yeah, I um, think we spoil because it. realistically, I think I think anyone listening to this by the time it comes out yeah. will have seen episode three. How about that's the disclaimer? Don't listen to this podcast until you've seen episode three, and now we're yeah. good. There you go. I now think that's we've fair. Shifted, we've shifted the burden to the listener. Exactly, and I think that's where the burden should be. Yeah, they've I always was... been burdened listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you, you know, like, I think when we talk about this, I don't think we're going to be, like, getting into episode three that much because I feel like episode three, in a way, is separate from what's going on here at least a lot of it is and Mm -hmm. eventually like they'll catch up but i feel like episode three didn't really uh progress the main plot that much it's just kind of introduced a new character and yeah kind of uh expanded a bit story yeah exactly it kind of it kind of spread out like what the uh focal point was for Mm -hmm. for the for the main plot and obviously the jeremy iron stuff like that is developing uh, there was a big reveal there. So I guess that's like probably the biggest like spoilery thing that we could talk about from episode three. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as I could tell, everyone on Twitter already knew that anyway. So <laughs> I don't know if it's even that big of a deal. Yeah, I think it was a weird. Okay, get, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought when we when we did our podcast on the first episode, I thought mm-hmm. we talked about the fact that we both independently saw online written in entertainment articles that Jeremy Irons was only going to be in that first episode. Did I make that up? What? No, I don't remember that at all. Okay, then I made that up. <laughs> um, I, I could have forgotten, but I definitely don't remember it. I swear I read, like, everyone was talking about the Jeremy Irons scene and in the first episode, and I thought I read, oh, he's only in this one episode, and I thought I talked with that on the podcast, and you verified that you saw that, too. Wow. That, like, he wasn't going to be in anything else. <laughs> 
So in episode two, when he's back, I was like, okay, I'm really confused because mm-hmm. I thought like that was the end. It was some stunt casting thing. Now maybe I like miss. Uh, I got like the Don Johnson thing confused. Maybe. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's closer. Yeah, so he was technically in episode two that wow. we're about to watch. I know. Okay, well, maybe I made that up. I like to do that sometimes too. I uh, think you might have, but. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's no way to tell. It's not like we recorded that conversation. <laughs> we'll just never know. We'll never yeah, know. Yeah, but we'd have to listen to the whole thing. Like, Yeah, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> exactly. Who listens to this? <laughs> no one we know. Um, yeah, there's a... So, can we just talk about how good this show is, like, in general? Sure. Like, I'm just so thoroughly do enjoying let's. it. And... Um, and and I'm really enjoying a particular quality where I don't know what's happening. There's a lot of mysteries and yeah. the show is keeping me comfortable in this particular, you know, unknowingness that it's doing to me, uh, using my eloquent words here. And um, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, like I'm not, upset that i don't have all the answers mm-hmm. and i'm not anxious in in an uncomfortable way to like know everything like i feel like they're giving me my medicine on the right schedule mm-hmm. and i trust that it's the right prescription to continue the <laughs> metaphor right. uh and the prognosis is good you know right. and the prescription that they're writing for me to fill at walgreens <laughs> Uh, will be covered by my insurance. <laughs> now, whether or not there's a copay, uh, we'll find. Okay, I'm done. And <laughs> uh, but we need Medicare for all for the season finale. Um... <laughs> but you get my point. So I'll let you talk yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I agree. Um, I would say. I would say that this show, especially episode two, I would actually say episode two, even more so than the other episodes, though episode three has some of this too. Episode two really started pushing my Lindelof buttons. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, there's, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's a classic Lindelof shuffle. Yes. That they literally display in an entire scene. It's The scene is the whole shuffle. Yes. And I'm, I'm so happy. I mean, we knew he was going to do this because it's his signature writing <laughs> exactly. technique. But it was cool to get it so quickly, and it was cool to get it in a in a, about a very pivotal uh, question, you know, which yeah. is basically uh, how does the death of the Don Johnson character relate to the Louis Gossett Jr. character? Yes. Uh, and I love I love that they completely he like one day he will change what the shuffle is. But mm-hmm. no time soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, yeah. But that that shit really hooks me in a way mm-hmm. that I can't, it's like yeah. no matter how many times I get to the end and I'm like, ah, I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get pulled in every time because mm-hmm. there is something so compelling about that way of writing things. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, LOL, uh, maybe I have superpowers. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm Dr. Manhattan in disguise. Maybe. Well, yeah, that, there's a flippancy to how he displayed that. 
Yes, with, like, which reminded me of The Leftovers and yeah. some stuff they did on Lost. Yeah, with like, well, maybe it's the most wildly fantastical thing you can think of. Mm-hmm. Or something really normal mm-hmm. and dumb. Like yeah. it's, yeah. the, it's it, it that's part of the Lindelof shuffle, right? Is is the is not only so you know, for people who who are familiar with our conversation and deconstruction of like Lindelof's writing style, <laughs> is one of the techniques we saw very prevalent on Lost. Uh, but also, you know, very heavily used on uh, the leftovers is this is what we call a little off shuffle, which is basically the show presents a mystery or a question or an event that's usually usually larger than life. It could be mundane. It could be sort of anything. But generally, it's a it's something that's mysterious. And and that's the first part presenting a question. You know, what is this thing? Right. The second part is the show does you a great favor slash disservice and tells you that there's basically a binary choice. It says, well, it's either A or B. That we'll, we'll go ahead and tell you that this mystery, the answer to this mystery is either A or B. Now, the third part of the shuffle is, is, is really, it's basically like the, the prestige, right? It, it's, it's really akin to a magic trick. Um, you know, uh, where it's the final reveal of the magician, aka the writer, where they reveal what the answer is, and oftentimes in the Lindelof shuffle, it's it's actually option C, which you didn't know was on the table, right? Because the show told you it was only A or B as options. Now, the extra fourth part, which is fun, is where option C could be uh, both A and B. Right. Neither A or B. It was A and now it is B, or it's B and it used to be A. So you get this extra part where where it's like it's yeah. not just cut and dry, like it's always option three, right? Right. Um, yeah. So did it I could actually it? be the first two things in so some did combination. I, did I describe it how you think about it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, a classic example here with the, the Lois Gossett Jr. character is the question, the mysterious question, right? The first part of the shuffle is, um, how did Don Johnson get hung in the tree, right? Yeah. Or, or, or did, did Lewis Gossett Jr. have anything to do with hanging him in the tree, right? Yeah. So they set up that question in the pilot. And he and says, it was me. Well, there you go. And he straight up first, first when he sees when Regina King sees him for the first time outside of her bakery shop, he says, Hey, you think I can lift 200 pounds? That seems like, why did he say that? Nobody knows. You get to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we've in- incepted this idea in our brain that he premeditated this murder. Perhaps, That's why I right? thought that. Yeah. That's why you thought that. Oops. And uh, <laughs> it worked. It worked I on me. The, I saw the magician put the rabbit in the hat. I mean, <laughs> uh okay so then in the second episode and and that plays that literally this whole entire scene he basically presents the the the, the second part of the shuffle which is presenting the binary choice either a uh he did it through some normal means right he's just a strong guy maybe Mm -hmm. or b he's dr manhattan you know like there's some supernatural explanation for what's happening here um, and so any, generally any time there's a shuffle, I always want to say, I always want to look for option C. Yeah. Uh, so I now believe the, that it's option C. Option C being, he's got some other people helping him. Collaborators. Else yep. Collaborating. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. he wasn't acting alone, and so he doesn't need to do everything himself. Exactly. But the cool thing is that they keep you guessing, right? So he got out of those handcuffs by himself, presumably, yep. right? Something yep. interesting. Maybe yep. he's Dr. Ben Adney. How did he get out of handcuffs, right? right. I mean, that's right. what's cool is you they, they present these options so you can, like, hang the, your idea. You go, well, uh, I'm on Camp B that he's Dr. Manhattan. So when he gets out of the handcuffs, that's how he got out because he's supernatural, you know, whatever. Uh, and the other thing that's cool about that scene is they throw some red herrings in there, which I, which I want to talk about, which relates to some crackpot theories about what's going on with Dr. Manhattan on Mars and what's going on with the Jeremy Irons character, mm. uh, particularly the line where Regina King says, Dr. Manhattan can't look like us. Mm-hmm. which I think might be the biggest red herring I can think of so far in the show. <laughs> uh, because yeah. I think that might uh, that might not be true. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I love that they said that. But anyway, so that's that's a clear example of Lindelof Shuffle. We get it in episode two. Uh, and we don't really get an answer yet. But we do know by the end of episode two that he, he's got some, some co-conspirators. Yeah, clearly. definitely. Yeah. That magnet didn't just come from nowhere. And what a great ending to an episode. And that's the thing, I, I, again, I love about this show is this: the world is so interesting that almost anything can happen. So when, you know, you, when you, you know, your brain is following the plot and she, she gets Lewis Gossett Jr., she's going to put him in the car, she's going to take him in or whatever. And then the car flies away by a giant magnet in the sky. And you go, I love this show. Yeah, (laughs) because they get to write something like that and they'll make it make sense you know uh and that's cool because most shows you can't do that on (laughs) right yeah 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 and yet in this show it's not like yeah it's not out of place yeah and it's not the most fantastical thing that can happen no no if anything it's like a straightforward explanation for what happened which i think is the Lindelof default. I feel mm-hmm. like most of the time when it comes to giving an answer, if he's going to give an answer, which mm-hmm. he doesn't always give an answer, but if he does, mm-hmm. most of the time it is a simple, basic explanation. Yeah. And yeah, and because the point I think he tries to reiterate that he likes to talk about is, and you know, the leftovers uh, on a very fundamental level was all about that question, right? Like just because something supernatural happened that you can prove happened or something seemingly supernatural has occurred how does that change your thinking right yeah. how does that yeah. make me think about what is possible now right and i think that's what's interesting is like you're saying like a lot of times he's like um oh no did the bagel disappear and did, yep. did it get raptured no it just got <laughs> stuck but the exactly. fact that the fact that you went down that rabbit hole is the point he's trying to make you yeah. know yeah the whole mystery the of season works. two is along those lines mm-hmm. the the stuff with the chicken and the apocalyptic storm yeah. or whatever like yeah we're talking about the leftovers that. here by the way hotel Spoiler world alert. yes <laughs> not to spoil the whole show but just to say there's a lot of big plot points that mm-hmm. are built up with an extraordinary amount of mystery and seemingly like supernatural implications Mm-hmm. Which, you know, the departure, you know, I mean, at the end, like, it's not clear what the explanation for the departure is, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, so like, that is a crazy thing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's science. Maybe it's not. You don't know what to think. 
Sure. But most of what happens in the show is like, you know, has a concrete, like basic kind of explanation of like people doing stuff or stuff mm-hmm. going on in people's minds, you yep. know, and like, and like, that's it. And I, to me, like the big tell, and I don't want to like pre-commentary before we commentary, but another pattern that I've noticed from The Leftovers and from Lost um, is whenever characters get jokey about stuff, mm-hmm. when they're like, LOL, maybe it's this thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's usually a sign to me that that's not the explanation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's usually a way of signal. If he's treating it like a joke, don't mm-hmm. take it seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I don't think he's Dr. Manhattan, for example. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that's the explanation. Because he tosses it off so flippantly, and he doesn't even seem like he's serious. Yeah. It, but but I, and, but what's interesting about that is I think, I think you're right about that, but I think there's two that's going on in that line. But the second thing is the red herring stuff that I think ties into a bigger mystery about what's happening with Dr. Manhattan. So, like I said, with, like Regina King saying... He can't look like us. I think that's also part of that thing too. Right. I think you're right. Like he's making it off as a joke, but they're also setting up this idea of can Dr. Manhattan look like regular people. Right. And I just don't think that's a coincidence. And we'll talk, we can talk about like uh, some of that. I mean, it's really more, I think, well, that's kind of relevant here in this episode. I was thinking more for episode three, but I think it's relevant here to talk about what's happening with Dr. Manhattan uh, what? How is that relating to the Jeremy Irons character? Mm-hmm. I did read a crackpot theory online that you know it's sort of like a spoiler if it turns out to be true. Um, it's not really a spoiler unless it's true, right? But I think it's worth talking about because I think it it's a really interesting idea and it gives some maybe some context to what Jeremy Irons is doing, mm-hmm. uh, which I find pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, anyway, I, I you know, overall, like I've really enjoyed these three episodes. It's really nice to have a new show that like scratches that itch. Oh um, yeah, yeah. TV know, has where... been lacking in that for a yeah, while. Yeah. So many shows are just so boringly straightforward. Yeah. And even if the drama's good or the acting's good or whatever, they just don't have that X factor of like something really interesting and thought provoking is happening. Uh, and it, and the, the cool thing about Watchmen is it, it's also with the racial political elements, it's also very timely. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. something that I think is really interesting too. Is that Yeah, they're really heavily leaning into that. That's we're getting, not, yeah, we're seeing like, uh, we're seeing like a stark rise in hate crimes and white nationalist violence. And, and we're, you know, like a lot of things in our real world are happening that, that are really you know connected to what's happening on the show and i think that's really interesting and uh you know this show 10 years ago would have felt really different yeah um, oh yeah so definitely it's coming out at the right time i think and I'm, so i'm curious how they're going to really continue that thread and what they're going to really say about it um you know um but uh, but otherwise, yeah, I'm I'm down for the rest. And it's only nine episodes, which is a weird number uh, oh, for okay. season one. Yeah, I, I felt like, and I almost feel like that make that's it's even more genius to me that like they know exactly what they're trying to do, and eight's not enough, and ten right. is too many, you know. Right. And so it gives me more confidence that they they're really going to nail this. Yeah, yeah. 
it does seem very well thought out and i definitely think for me um i and you know i haven't read the comics so i don't know but compared to the movie it's like way more interesting but yeah i was talking to a friend about this not even close he's seen the movie and he's read the the comics and the criticism that I said that I had about the Watchmen movie was the so much of the like there were good things about the movie, particularly the ending was really interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Manhattan was a great character, and Ozymandias, and the whole thing at the end where he's like, "Yeah, that thing you're trying to stop, I did that 30 minutes ago." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, that was great. great. Yeah, definitely. yeah. There's a lot of cool things about it. Overall, I thought it was just sort of okay, right? Yeah. But the, my my chief criticism with the Watchmen movie was that there was so much focus about their past as vigilante superhero people that I thought that that was a more interesting story than the present day story that the movie was telling. And I just felt like, well, I want to see that story. I want to see the story when you guys were younger and you were the, the, the force that, 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 that this story is all about, you know? And I think here with this series, I have, I don't have that feeling at all. They're not. They're tell. They're telling me that the more interesting story is what's happening right now, right. not what they what the Watchmen used to be. You know, right. which I felt like that's what the movie did to me. It made me feel like the more interesting story was was whatever happened before that they're not dealing with. You know. Yeah. Uh, so it made me feel like I wasn't getting the the best of the world. But here I feel like I'm getting the more most interesting story. And you know, that was actually my criticism about Leftovers. Uh, season one in particular, where I thought what they were focusing on in the world, because, you know, my, my whole sort of ethos as a writer is whatever story you're telling in whatever world you're creating should be the most interesting story in the world, right? Oh, right. So on, right, yeah. on Lost, what was happening on the island was the most interesting story happening in that on planet Earth, right? For yeah. that world. It should be, and I think it was. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I felt like in season one of Leftovers, like it just didn't feel like that was a more interesting story. And then I thought they proved me right by moving the location to Jarden yeah. <laughs> and, and and telling a more interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, and uh, yeah. So I thought I think here in Watchmen, it's 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 really making it clear that they're in control of the narrative. They've got a specific goal in mind. That they're and they're treating all of the delicate elements appropriately and you know the complete opposite of the i dash land netflix show where they want to pick up a a, 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 you know a fraught topic and then like blow it up you know yeah uh and not like treat it delicately and i think the watchman is 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 really deliberate about what it's it's doing and the story it's telling and um yeah, I'm really liking it. I guess m- before we get into the episode, I just want to maybe talk about the crackpot theory, so we can, so we don't have to. Like, oh, okay, yeah, ruin sure. it during the thing. Yeah, but basically, if you were remember uh, in the pilot episode, there's a news footage of Doctor Manhattan on Mars. Right. And if you if you pay close, it was hard for me to see. I didn't see it the first viewing, but the second viewing, I saw it. The footage of Mars you see this sort of castle being, you know, this castle-like structure built out of sand mm-hmm. or Martian or soil or whatever. And then it, and then Dr. Manhattan's in the bottom right corner of the frame and he, then it just, and it crumbles to, to dust, right? Yeah. So it's him sort of creating and deconstructing uh, as we kind of know from, you know, from the movie. 
yeah. um, that he likes to do on Mars. Now, one of the things somebody put together was that that castle looks very similar to the castle Jeremy Irons is in, which now begs the question, again, going back to Regina King's comment that Dr. Manhattan cannot look like people, two possible scenarios. Okay, so and obviously in episode three, spoiler alert, we get confirmation that Jeremy Irons is uh, is Adrian Veidt, a.k.a. Ozymandias. Right. Right, who was trying to best Dr. Manhattan in, in several ways, right? Right. So, so the question is, is, is Ozymandias living in a fantasy world created by Dr. Manhattan where he thinks he's in this English castle thing on the countryside, but he's really on Mars? Or option two, is Ozymandias really Dr. Manhattan uh, living out this world? And, and we, as an audience, think it's real, but he's actually really on Mars cre- having created this world uh, where he's pretending to be Ozymandias or, oh, no. or whatever. And one of the things I'll throw in there for this theory is that I believe at the end of the comic and in the movie, you know, as we know, Dr. Manhattan got really bored with life on, on Earth and, and humans and all that stuff. So he goes to Mars and he's sort of over it all, right? But one of the last things he tells, I believe, Ozymandias is he has some interest in creating human life. And so we do see the, uh, the Ozymandias character dealing with clones and all this stuff. Right. So is it his attempt to create human life? You know, that whole thing. So anyway, that's sort of the context of the crackpot theory is what is the connection between uh, Dr. Manhattan creating this sort of castle on Mars and Ozymandias being in this castle environment, creating these clones and trying to do this theatrical play? Which I think is going to come, you know, I think I think that's the end game for this season is is what's up with Dr. Manhattan. Uh, you know, we get some of that in, in episode three with the uh, Silk Spectre character right. uh, coming into play. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and part, the other sort of question is, 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 is Dr. Manhattan on Mars sort of trying to create life? And then Ozymandias, you know, in a sort of com- competitive way, also trying to create life, you know what I mean? Are they sort of competing against each other? Is one the other person? Is one Dr. Manhattan living out of fantasy? You know, so some of those questions, I think, are, are up in the air. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, okay, like, a couple things. So I'm, I'm definitely inclined to think that it's really Ozymandias in some form. Um, though maybe it's too soon to assume that, but I do feel like it works at least so far, but the connection to Dr. Manhattan is vague and certainly uh, it's going to be referenced in this episode. Um, he has mm-hmm. this whole like play put on. It's like mm-hmm. the, the watchmaker's son. Like, yeah, the watchmaker's son. Exactly. The thing yeah. they set up in the first episode. That's like mm-hmm. the origin story. Um, and that's when we find out about the cloning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it is obviously a huge question because, you know, there's this whole like, you know, Vite assumed dead. They had a line about it later yep, too. Yep. 
Um, yeah, like, is he dead? Is he assumed dead because he's off in this, you know, sequestered in this English castle? Or is he presumed dead because he's on Mars? Yeah. yeah <laughs> or is he presumed yeah, dead because yeah. he's dead? Clearly, like, there's something to what's going on, you know, because yes. it's so removed from the main story. Yeah. And yet they keep going back to it. Yeah, so, so you know it's going to tie into whatever the end game of this is. It has to is. tie in, yeah. And the other thing that makes me think it's sort of more real and not Dr. Manhattan sort of being in control of everything is is what happens in episode three with the, the warden guy. Oh, whoever, yeah, right. You know, whoever tells him he can't kill the whatever he was shooting at. The, uh, yeah, the uh, buffalo or something. The buffalo, yeah. 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 So, so that right. it, it's weird to me for Doctor Manhattan to create someone who would limit him, right? But you know, maybe there there's some meaning there. Uh, but anyway, I just find that fascinating. You know what I mean? Like the show is interesting enough. You know, but the idea that one person might be another, or Doctor mm-hmm. Manhattan is has created this reality that he's, mm-hmm. he's living out Ozymandias, or he's trapped Ozymandias in some reality. Uh, uh, you know, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's, you know, maybe this is like a lost thing where, oh God, that oh no, that's awful. Oh no, well, you know, one's man in black Don't and one's it. Jacob. You no. know, and uh, yeah, I had to say it. And so, like, you know, Ozzy Mandius just wants to go home. Uh, why won't and, you let uh, me leave? Why won't you let me leave? And so, yeah, I'll maybe. never let you leave. <laughs> Mother said so. <laughs> um, so maybe that you know I wouldn't put it past uh, some sort of relationship like that because they are the two you know highest forms of intellect and pa- you know power through intellect and and in one case, Doctor Manhattan powered through power, uh, right? You know, sort of characters there. Yeah. Uh, so that you know, I find that kind of interesting to think about on top of like everything else that's happening. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I didn't really think about a Dr. Manhattan connection. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Well, the fact that they made it so, it was such a small thing, but it, the thing that they showed was a big connection to what's happening mm-hmm. with the Jeremy Irons character, which is so far removed. You know what, right. what else is far removed? Mars. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah, I do agree. The Warden's weird. Um, but that doesn't rule out a tie-in. Mm-hmm. Even if he's on Earth, there could still be a tie-in. Yeah. Um, uh, it seemed like there was something going on with a spacesuit in um, episode three. Spacesuit? Um, well, I don't know if it was really a spacesuit, but oh, he has he made, one. Of the... He did make one. Yeah, he did make a spacesuit, and then he like. Uh... He put gas in it or something, and then he yeah. the guy froze to death, and he was mad about that. Yeah, I don't really know. Like uh, that also makes me think he's on Mars. What happened? <laughs> but yeah, I was just gonna throw that in as like you know something sort of connecting to the idea of being in space. Um, yeah, or maybe he wants to go to Mars. I don't know. Um, but just yeah, that there's there's something to that. I, I think yeah, that makes sense. There's also this Groundhog Day quality that we've seen so far. Where oh like, yeah, it's like yeah. His birthday every day the or something and, with the yeah. cake. Yeah, for he's a jolly good fellow. Which makes me think again, he's living in some fake reality. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and the clones obviously are weird. Like that hasn't mm-hmm. really been explained. Like why does yeah. he have an endless supply of clones? Yeah. Like And and the fact that the the clones personality, right? They're not concerned about their own mortality. Right. Really, right. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an extra strange quality. All right, well, I just want to throw that out there. So when yeah. we watch these scenes, we can sort of think about maybe how that connects. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, clearly, yeah, clearly that's going somewhere, and that does tie things together. I do think, yeah, I do think there's got to be something to that, um, even if it's not literally the mm-hmm. one thing that you read in the article. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be something, right? I think I think... It's it would be shocking if those two characters don't have some connection, yeah, uh, with each other. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. They should. All right, you want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Hello, Justin here from Mr. Podcast. Uh, I just wanted to break in to let you know there's a slight technical difficulty here. Uh, some buffering occurred one time during the commentary, and so uh, the track might uh, be a little bit out of sync. I have arranged it so that if you start when we say to start, it should end in the right place for you, but it might seem as though we are a bit off uh, at during the first 10 minutes or so. I apologize. Thank you for your patience, and I'll see you next time. All right, everybody, get your streaming ready if you're going to stream along with us. Pull it up on your phone. On your or whatever you do now these days. slash go account uh, so we can stream some Watchmen episodes. Too. Fire up your DVR. Who's yeah, got one of those? DVR it. Digital video recorder. Uh, all right, so we're going to basically start at the first frame of previously on Watchmen uh, if you're going to sync up with us. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Looking Glass. A, yeah, with, you probably uh, have a like, nice... Uh, uh, walking on the Moon in the background. HBO likes to throw in a trailer in the beginning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Them, so. so we're just going to blow past that, start there, and hopefully you'll be uh, synced up with us. Yep. All right. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Intense music plays. <laughs> so I have to say, first of all, this is the first time I'm watching HBO with the captions on, and the captions are way too big. <laughs> they are really big. They're huge. Fucking panda. Yeah, I mean, you're the guy in a dirty panda costume. Maybe you made the mistake. <laughs> TikTok. This whole watch metaphor works so well. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me think he's really Ozymandias, uh, and and he's trying to take down Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Look what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, HBO. 
Here we go, HBO. Time to start clacking. Yeah. So they nice. haven't had a, uh, a, a a classic um title sequence. We talked. No, about it seems like they're one. not going to do that. Yeah. Because it's been three episodes and they haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about this. Robert Mueller. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Robert <laughs> Mueller's mother? <laughs> I love this opening. You know, they keep doing this thing where they, they talk so about weird. the history. And I thought, and it, you know, it connects to the, you know, to the pilot uh, scene. Yeah. I, I was wondering if we would see what was written, what that paper, you know, the yeah. paper the little boy had of like, watch yeah. boy. I, I thought it was a deed to a house for some reason. I thought it was like something valuable, oh. but uh it was cool for them to actually explain what that is. Yeah, yeah. And it was not what I expected. Yeah, and again, this whole idea of, of um, you know, uh, soliciting black soldiers. And it's such an interesting thing, too, to be like, hey, black soldiers, you, you're not happy in America. Come to Germany where we like diversity. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like, I'm not even sure what we're supposed to think about that. Are they just doing it to try to create Mm -hmm. chaos? And that's what I think. Yeah. 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 Like you know, it's 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 uh yeah, try to make divide and conquer ranks. Yeah, kind of thing. But what this what I love. I love this moment here. And she's like, maybe this is interesting. Oh, the white man spit on me. Okay. <laughs> maybe that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know enough by history to know if this is a flat out lie. Right. Yeah, I don't either. Or if, like, maybe there's some time period here in which that was maybe kind of... Right, right, and then it came crashing down. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. And the the idea that he kept it after the war is super interesting. Yeah. And I think that's thematic, this whole idea of switching sides or something. Definitely. You will find friends who will help you along. That seems like that's yeah. setting up the collaborators. Yeah. I didn't think that the first time. <laughs> that's what I love the, the reveal yeah. of that flashlight. Uh, it's just it, like a it's flashlight. It's great because when they reveal it, it's like, well, we have to do this because we did it before. And right. It's interesting this time, but no flashlight is that bright. I know. It's like crazy bright. Holy shit. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things where he only did it because he, because that's how they set up the scene before. Yeah, There's no real reason to do exactly. that. Exactly. Okay, so yeah. now we talk about there's the this music the again. Yeah, I was gonna say we, we're in seventies horror land. <laughs> I do really like this, but I think it it's it's a weird fit. I want to figure out why they use this cue. Like, when do they use it and why? Yeah. 
Yeah, the way they put the titles in is weird too. Yeah. They seem to do this in every episode. Yeah. Well, that car's going to fly away later. <laughs> you don't think that when you first watch it. No, you don't. Uh, you really yeah. shouldn't. It is interesting that she doesn't go straight to like the police station. Yeah. Well, you know, I was kind of surprised that she brings him here for like a sort of private this interrogation. Is a character. <laughs> I also wanted her to wash that cup out. I know that's so, uh, It's hot coffee; it'll kill whatever. But there's, come on, it had pencils yeah. and pens in there. It's, it's gonna have great. like an inky yeah. side taste. Nobody needs that. King, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Put that in your Emmy reel. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's gonna win. <laughs> and then Trent Reznor shows up. <laughs> yeah. So this is like the badass music. I can I understand this cue. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I love that. I love being able to see her spray it on to see exactly how it works. Yeah. Church is in session. (laughs) (laughs) Time to whoop some mass. Gotta have the puns. Yeah. <laughs> That's fake drinking. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it was like, like boiling hot coffee. Too hot for that. Yeah. Okay, Lindelof shuffle right here. Yeah. I love that she doesn't believe it. She's immediately no. like, no, you're wrong. A lesser show would have had her think he did it. Yeah, I know. That seems like the obvious thing to think. But then he says this, and it's like, okay, now I don't believe you either. See, he keeps digging. It's like, I did it. Mm -hmm. Oh, now I'm like Dr. Manhattan. I love that line, though, because I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. And there's that thing about making copies, which is like the clones. Yeah. Oh, good point. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And then he drops it very quickly. Yeah. But he's still not saying he didn't do it by himself. Yeah. Sorry, I'm buffering. All right. Buffer over. <laughs> hmm. I don't believe that. Memory pills. Hooded skeletons. 
I feel like that's Damien Lindelof talking. Definitely. <laughs> I'm your granddaughter. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> SOS. I know my Morse code. Is it really SOS? Uh-huh. That's the only Morse code I know. <laughs> wow. Pretty sure. 99% sure. Actually, maybe it's da 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 I think it's three, actually. Not two in the middle. <laughs> well done. <clears throat> I thought he was gonna she was gonna put the bag over his head. <laughs> and this is what's great about her character. She's kind of always one step ahead, and uh, you know, she did just give him coffee to be nice. You know, right? She knew she right. knew his DNA. It was that old gag that was in Twin Peaks too. Uh huh. Missional shit. I love that. False flag. Well, what's great about that is because the whole Ozymandias thing was also a false flag. Like, he did it on purpose, you know? Right. So they're kind of right. Right. I mean, not a false flag in the sense the government did it, but... Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he did it for, you know, serotipitous reasons. Right, like, right. Enlisted a response. Yeah. Who are they talking about? I. Those magazines? I don't know. He said, Does she really read all this? Mm hmm. And, like, who is she? I have no idea. Are yeah, we supposed to know? I forgot about that scene. <laughs> Forgot about that, like random young girl. Yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? I they forgot don't about come back to it. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So this is where I was starting to get these like Dexter vibes where I guess like part of the problem is that, you know, Lewis Gossett Jr. said there's a vast conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And if you think that might possibly be true, it is risky to just like, you know, come out with the truth about what actually happened. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, but it didn't make me uncomfortable because it means like, no one else at this point knows mm -hmm. like what she actually found there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I so like gonna... here with looking glass, like I started and I, maybe it was in the next episode, but I started to get this like dokes vibe. What do you mean? Like, is he suspicious? I don't oh. even know. 
Yeah. No, I don't think anyone's suspicious. I don't think anybody knows. I, I feel like none of these characters are part of the conspiracy. Well, I th- so I think uh, the uh, Silk Spectre in episode three is suspicious. Yes. That's the closest we've gotten well, she, to that. I'm sure she's going to help uncover the thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was surprised with like how injured he was. Mm-hmm. So they're like ruling out the idea that like he was killed and then just like they wrapped a rope around him yeah. and pulled him up. Yeah. I love that. You know what that word means? <laughs> Doing blow. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. It seems like he's suspicious. But honestly, yeah. I didn't really think that. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was partially projecting because I realized she she wasn't telling them the yeah, truth. So exactly, yeah. like I started getting nervous about what they're thinking. Yeah. I love this another detail about the world being just yeah. off and weird and crazy. This whole thing with the the cops dressed like this and being, you know, and and then also she's, I I, I get, I don't, even, I guess she's not technically a vigilante. She's just a cop, right? Uh, you know, but it's such a weird thing. It's a way to like have the thing without actually doing the thing. Well, but what's interesting is we see in episode three that vigilanteism is actually outlawed. Right. So there's a fine line between people in costumes taking the law into their own hands. Mm-hmm. Which is something they say in episode three. Uh-huh. Whoever directs this episode really likes these weird shots where there's like something in the foreground that's like out of focus and they do it a lot and i'm like i don't think it's great (laughs) like you see the the left screen like you see this like lens flare thing oh yeah yeah the coffee cup thing in the lewis gossett jr scene do they do this when it's not a flashback 
Well, they did it in the the interrogation scene with his medicine bottle, right, right, right. Okay, and say like right here, you see this thing. I don't know why they're obsessed with that. I didn't notice that in the other episodes, so I don't know if there's a different director here that just likes that aesthetic. Oh, this was great. I love when she immediately turns the lights off. Like their first thing is to like get the lights cover. She's so good. So I have a conspiracy theory here about what's happening. Okay. It's so valid. Think, there might be a conspiracy. I think it's a wide conspiracy. And if I told you, it'd blow your mind. <laughs> I think the second guy who shows up is Don Johnson. And that's the reason she doesn't die tonight. Yeah. Uh, I was really suspicious. But that um, would mean that he, he shot her. Because of the editing. Um, the way they cut from this to the next thing, I was like, okay, this makes... Don Johnson looked really suspicious. Okay, wait, sorry, not him. So maybe that's a third person. Oh, not him. Okay. Let me see what happens. Because I thought we cut straight from this to Don Johnson. I guess we'll find out if I'm right. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Okay. That's what made me think that he was Don Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It made me think that he was involved. I guess I didn't actually think that that was him, although it's pretty logical. The, the, the main reason I think it's him is because why wouldn't that other guy just shot her in the right. face? Right. What actually happened at the end there? But why would he be involved with it in the first place if he wasn't willing to kill her? Right. Right. Or maybe he sort of, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, there's something going on. I mean, the Don Johnson mystery is like clearly a big part of whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's really not clear. Is he like, was he a secret cavalry member? Or Mm -hmm. was he pretending to do it for some other reason? Or Mm -hmm. option C, like, I don't know. Yeah, he 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 helped take down that cavalry cell in the pilot. Yeah, that's the thing. I remember I was watching because I was suspicious after episode one, and everything he did in that first episode, except for the cocaine, which has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the point, seemingly was yeah. like it's. I mean, I couldn't really criticize it. It seemed like he was seriously trying to shut him down. Mm-hmm. So. Unless of it's a splinter like, cell thing and he thinks, well, these guys are doing it wrong and they shouldn't be doing what mm-hmm. they're doing. And so he's he's willing to stop them while still, you know, it's a little off shuffle. It's right. both A and B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. And of course, if he's undercover, he has to act the part. So yeah. it's hard to judge, but there wasn't like a tell, you know, there wasn't a yeah. moment. I mean, I guess the closest thing was like when he goes TikTok, TikTok, but that's like pretty yeah. vague. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do wonder what this whole conspiracy is. Why does he have the clan robe in his closet? Yeah. And and because it's like how big of a deal can that like what can this conspiracy really be? Yeah. Besides like 
there's white supremacists <laughs> on the police force. Right. I feel like there's got to be more to it than that. Yeah. The way yeah. it was sold. Yeah. And there was that thing about them getting all the batteries, you know. Mm-hmm. So they had some plan with that. Yeah. And he did know about that. He knew what the batteries. He knew the idea that right you know, specific batteries. That's true. And I thought that was just exposition, but mm-hmm. yeah. That line too. <laughs> Makes me think he shot her. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. The other per you know, whoever that second shooter was didn't go after the husband, you know. Right. Um, yeah 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 that's weird it's very weird mm-hmm. i love nix i love the idea of nixonville And breathing. This also, like, it's interesting, but, like, it's such a bad way to get information. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we're just going to beat you all up, and then, yeah. like, maybe someone will say something? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, well, because they're racist, it's okay. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing the show has to walk a fine line on, right? It's oh, like, yeah. Not just be, like... Well, being racist or prejudiced is so bad that violence against you is fine. Anything's justified, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that she wants to hold back. Yeah, and I, but I feel like it's because of Louis Gossett Jr. Like, she knows this is, like, the wrong track. But she doesn't know... Well, but she doesn't know that the any white supremacists weren't involved right i mean she doesn't know that, what that white supremacists weren't involved in his death i guess she doesn't know that but i think she can at least suspect that i want her to show up in the matrix so bad <laughs> <laughs> I want someone to ask him how he breathes in that mask. 
he like wipes his brow at a certain point. He does. He's like, done that twice. Yeah. It's like porous. Me, I, guess. I guess it's porous. Yeah. I just want someone to just to double check though. That like, <laughs> I thought Faith Ford was gonna ask him unless I mean Jean. That's Faith Ford. Wasn't her name Jean Smart? Um, was gonna ask him in episode three, but she didn't. Yeah, you're right. That would have been the time because she's an outsider. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. That's a real investigation. This is so weird. This totally. I love me. this. It was so unique and specific, and like, and like, yeah. Uh, I did Henry not expect Gates. this. Henry Gates shows up. Yeah, I thought she would just like take it to the Go police, to the police station. station. But that's what's cool. It's like this world is so specific that like that's actually not the thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because then yeah. it, it becomes Dexter, where she's got to secretly put it into evidence. And right, like exactly. Whole, it's almost like they wrote a list of things, not scenes, not to write. Not to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is so great. This is so strange. Yeah. And it's like, not only is it him, and there's this 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 museum... Well, like he's like an AI thing. He's like mm-hmm. you know Max Headroom. You know, it's like a robot version, yeah, or a hologram or something. Yeah, you can tell it's a fantasy when America's apologizing for tragedies. Definitely. That was a great cut. I thought this was great. This this whole dynamic here. Right. Right. This is where they explain the kids. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Calvary with the K. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I only know that from the subtitles. I love this dynamic here of like, I want your money, but also your money's counterfeit. You don't deserve it. 
Like, this is great, but you're taking it. And then I love, get the fuck off my porch. <laughs> Stabbing the butt. Do ghosts have butts? Yeah, I guess so. A ghost? Can a shark eat a ghost? I don't think she's thinking logically. He's already dead. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> what are the, how are the sharks going to eat a ghost? <laughs> that didn't bother me the first time. <laughs> yeah, her plan needs some reworking. Seriously. Rewrites. Mm-hmm. Back to the drawing board, little girl. <laughs> Oh, and he knows what's going on. How does he know? Yeah, how the fuck does he know? Did she call him off screen? We missed a scene. I wonder what why does everybody know he can't? Why do they why do they know think they know the limitations of his powers is what I'm confused yeah. about. Ghost. <laughs> yeah, I'll spy a little. <laughs> Yeah, this piano music is weird too. Yeah, the music is all over the place. It's all over the place, <laughs> but I get fitting because the show's all over the place. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. No, I really like it, but it's just very, yeah, I don't know, very distinctive yeah. mix of things. This also reminded me of Doctor Manhattan and the whole yep. building the castle on Mars thing. Maybe Topher's Doctor Manhattan. Oh no, Doctor Man <laughs> Topher. <laughs> Oh, actually, that box said something about Manhattan. Oh, is it supposed to be like a model of Manhattan? Well, that box said something. Well, yeah, I missed it. Figure it out. Yeah, it goes back to that question of why he didn't need to wear a mask. Yeah, I agree. Chief of police just has to deal with it, or what? I thought that was a good line, too. This idea that he's responsible for telling his sisters. Yeah. 
it does also help that you know we don't have to watch this scene multiple mm-hmm, times. Mm-hmm. Any other scene, she would have been like, no, no, no. I'll tell them that's not a thing for you to do. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, you tell them. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. I love this this, uh, disclaimer. It's so (laughs) intense. It's so ridiculous. It's like, don't watch this show <laughs> at all. And it's literally saying, don't watch, kids should not watch this at all, even with adult supervision. And he's just sitting there watching it. I like that he's eating with his mask on still, even though he's at home, he could take it off. But mm-hmm. oh, wow, look at that foreshadowing. They're building the bomb for episode three. Oh yeah, good point. Wow. Good point. I didn't realize that because I was so focused on the yeah trailer thing or the the intro. Wow, that's so crazy that they set that up like that. This reminds me of the beginning of Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Where there's the narrator by the dead guy. Spoiler alert. Tomato, two for 33 cents. Wow. Nice. You don't have an ear. Oh no, it's Nooseman. He's going to put us in a noose. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can think about. He's the dark noose. It is a very ropey kind of costume. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised how much time they spent on this. Mm -hmm. It's like clip from a TV show within the show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this character is a big deal. I mean, I'm assuming he is, but I don't know from the Watchmen stuff if if this is like a big deal character. Yeah. Keep the change. <laughs> Hooded Justice. Oh, okay, that's Hooded Justice. I've heard that name. Huh. 
Well, that's interesting. Well, now that's making me think of a crackpot theory about Don Johnson. Uh-oh. Because he had a noose around his neck and uh, he has a hood and Uh-oh. he's also justice. Uh-oh. <laughs> So maybe that's his secret, is he used to be Hooded Justice. That's interesting. Wow, okay. Hooded Justice. Hooded Justice, yeah. So I guess that character is in the comics? I think so. I don't remember that character from the movie. Maybe it's like he died before the main part of the story. Yeah. Because that time period looked like the 40s or something yeah you're right yeah it was clearly flashback so maybe his dad was hooded justice Mm. yeah yeah it could be right there was like multi-generations but i am feeling very faint I suspect something of this senator. Why? The record. Southern gentleman. (laughs) He's I think there's something up. Protect and serve. (laughs) Yeah, he's probably with the cavalry or something. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's something weird going on. Like. Yeah. The way they break into the funeral and then they ask for him. It's just like, I don't know. It's just strange. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my. I hope she recovers. <laughs> Maybe she's going to spend the rest of the episode in bed convalescing. <laughs> that seems likely to me. She's going to be convalescing full time. <laughs> Yeah, but she fooled me. Because it's like, I don't know what her deal is. I didn't think she was like overwhelmed with emotion, but I thought like something else could be happening. Me too. And then as soon as... Uh, I thought maybe she was drugged or something. I was like, what's mm. going on? I had no idea. I wasn't expecting what happens. She had some of that inky coffee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You shouldn't drink ink. No. Even though they rhyme. They rhyme, but... Don't drink it. Yeah, I love this. I'm just gonna rest and... Well, I don't know how I shall ever... And I just have to doze off. (laughs) And then now I'm in... Now I'm in fucking Trent Reznor mode. Yeah, the music. (laughs) And I got the magic x-ray glasses. Yeah. It's great because they don't have to do anything. They just have to look cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Here it is. Look at that x-ray. I thought it was interesting that because of the x-ray thing, she doesn't see the picture that may or may not be significant. Yeah, that's actually is interesting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch the wires before. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh-oh, that was like a bust. Yeah, that's interesting. There's the picture. Is he, is he busted? 
<laughs> I think he's busted. Yeah. Secret compartment. This is like, yeah. Yeah. Like a bin thing. Hmm. He's a history and, buff. <laughs> and there's like a sheriff star? Yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. That's uh that's Hood pretty of justice. Oh, here's the painting. Here's the painting. So I thought the only thing I could get from this is like three white horses. There's a black horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> Good one. Good one. <laughs> Although that horse is a white head. The black horse is a white head. Oh yeah. And I think the one on the left had like brown legs, but interesting. Mulatto horse. Ah, there it is. <laughs> okay, here we go. We can't say that in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a joke? <laughs> Especially as a joke. Uh, I think I can say it. <laughs> Bucephalus. No, I know. I just <laughs> Yeah. Don't hear it very often. Octoroon, does that count? <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, Octoroon is one eighth black or something. Oh, yeah. oh God. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had a ton of words. <laughs> Damn. They got real specific. Uh was that a tomato? Yeah, there's a tomato tree, okay. which I don't think is a thing. And he's just okay, good. Tomatoes, I'm just making sure, like trees. that's not how I thought tomatoes worked, but okay. Yeah. And then he just eats it? Like, that's the worst part. And then, like, he didn't like it. I know! <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Don't eat a tomato if you're not going to like it. Like, yeah. you should know what you're getting into. I didn't get the... Oh, he got, when did he give him a watch? For his birthday. In the pilot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was his gift. I love that line. <laughs> Calling them dimwits. It was about 1959. I thought this was great with the other clones being hooded yeah because it it we're used to people being in hoods right so it, it's weird but it's not extra weird and yeah then it helps with the reveal they can hide sort of and mm-hmm. we don't notice like why is he doing this <laughs> what is he i have no play? idea
you're blue now. <laughs> and I'm wearing a fencing mask. I got an honorary PhD in omniscience. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Why did you? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess he was a doctor before, right? I guess. But yeah, it's, it's not Mr. Manhattan. It's not good enough. I literally thought when he's like poppycock. Speaking of cock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we get the reveal of all these clones. Yeah. And like I don't get it though. Like why? And then like we he okay, they did the play. He's saying double done. But like he's not oh it's not done with. Like he's you know, he didn't accomplish whatever the whole point is yet. So And that was an interesting thing to me too, that they all have these names. Yeah. Is wait, is Mr. Phillips a character name, or was it the previous clone's name? Like I, uh, I'm just now confused. That's a good question. I thought it was the previous clone's name, and I thought like, well, Mr. Phillips is the clone who will like hand me the cake later, you know, like, like a, right. like a hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if he means like I'll call you Mr. Phillips now, or if he just means like you'll be, you'll in be that the character. Function. Yeah. <laughs> and thus concludes our weekly Jeremy yeah. Irons bullshit. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on there. Why is he putting on a play? Mm -hmm. I, why is he killing these clones for no apparent mm -hmm. reason in the play? Like, the spacesuit seems like it makes more sense to me than that. <laughs> oh, this was a huge surprise. You mentioned this. This, like, totally threw me. What? So this makes me think, like, my, my basic theory about this is that collaborators released him, but he wanted to talk to Angela again. So mm -hmm. that's why he's hanging out there. I mean, it's not that hard to pick handcuffs, though. Well, maybe he picked the handcuffs. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is so Lindelof when he's like, this is I didn't mean literally. Yeah, I'm surprised that that <laughs> happened. <laughs> I love that because they're like, like he's like completely surprised by the surprising findings. Yeah, and then she's like, you, "Maybe you set him up," and I'm like, mm -hmm. "I wasn't even thinking that." So before he was Doctor Manhattan, and now you can't mm -hmm. come upstairs. 
Yeah, because if you wanted to be Levi's Calvary, you'd put a Rorschach mask, mm-hmm. not a clan hood. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Girl, you got my DNA. I know your I know your <laughs> game. Friends in high places. Oh, that's interesting. That's a hint about something. Yeah. I, I wonder who that is. Timer. I think it's uh the owl guy. <laughs> Very quick uh DNA results, by the way. This is very convenient that it works this way. So convenient. <laughs> yeah, so I feel she... like I should have guessed that before it happened. But I, I agree. That I remember that there was a crackpot theory I saw that like she was the baby, which made no sense. But it this makes, makes sense. way yeah. more sense. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a mystery about her parents as well. They haven't mm-hmm. talked about it that much, but they've alluded to it a couple times. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing red. You're right. <laughs> like people do on Mars. Yeah. Now he's under arrest. Mm-hmm. After all that. Like, <laughs> I, I thought that was weird. Yeah. Yeah, like she finds that out and now she's ready to arrest it. Like, I just, it's yeah. strange. It's a strange turn. I love this. Oh, I'm accidentally hugging you. <laughs> and it's weird, he's like, I want to show you where he came from, but they're still in Tulsa. So obviously, he means right. something a bit more metaphorical. Yeah. And how did the whoever is picking him up with the magnet in the car know that to do that? Yeah. To be so that's, that. I, maybe that's part of why I was assuming like they let him out, that they were watching the whole time. Well, that's what that timer I thought was for, right? Yeah. The, they knew when he, he'd come back at a particular time. But how did how did they know when she was going to be back, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. And that could have killed her. Yeah. It's just such a great end to a... God, I was so not expecting that. It's just so cool (laughs) to just be like, and he's gone now. And then this happens. How did this happen? Why did this happen? He must have thrown it, right? I mean, I guess. But, you know, if we want to get technical, like, he didn't have the car keys to roll the windows down. But all right. (laughs) He's got powers. He's Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> he can do anything. I mean, he could have opened the door. Yeah. 
I wonder if it's as simple as like watch over this boy. Like whoever finds him when he's a boy is someone a hero with powers. You know, whatever. Like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that leads into whatever. Yeah. He doesn't just get found by like a normal family. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think there's something there. I think there's something there. Uh, I feel like they haven't told us enough details for me to come up with any kind of like real theory about it. But but yeah, I do feel like, you know, part of this show is definitely like, um, is going to be about like a sort of origin story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you know, we're going to find out about sort of the backgrounds, I guess, of like how they got there. And I guess like that will lead into whatever's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. I, the only major character from Watchmen that I know of that could be related to what's happening like that, that machine that took the car is Night Owl, who was supposed mm-hmm. to be good with inventions and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's that's maybe who he's the his friend in a high place or something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's right. The theory I have about that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, it's like it's so yeah, it's 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 such a classic like tease to be like, there's this vast conspiracy, but I can't tell you about mm-hmm. it right now because mm-hmm. it would just break your brain well, and, and the, i just i hope that that's true you know what i mean because it's such a crappy thing artificial thing to say that once we do fill out, figure out what the conspiracy is we can go back to that scene and mm-hmm. go okay what would have happened if he told her right now yeah and, and and if it's anything you know it's if it's not anywhere close to that line it's gonna feel underwhelming yeah uh which yeah. can only really mean it's about it's fundamentally about her and about yes. her place in the world. And I do think that is part of it. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. She's already personally implicated. Mm-hmm. So it just has to go to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is Doctor Manhattan her father? Oh God. I'm like I'm just trying to think like what's what's the most mind blowing <laughs> reveal could there be? Right. You know, um oh god. <laughs> you know, and what what uh, in terms of relationships to people, right? Which is probably what the reveal has to be. Mm-hmm. Some sort of nature of someone or their relationship to someone. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, really good episode. Um you know, I thought episode three was really good too, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. Oh one. yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was great. I it's it's been like I can't even say how much better it is than what I expected. Mm-hmm. It's like so far, I was just like, uh, I guess I'll watch that show. Like, uh, see what <laughs> David Lindelof is doing. Yeah, yeah. Yada yada yada, mm-hmm. and from well, like scene one i was like holy shit this show's mm-hmm. really trying something yeah i thought when i heard he was working on this i was like well i don't really care uh maybe i'll check it out and uh yeah it's been a pleasant surprise yeah 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 i i uh uh i i guess i 
should have known it would take some kind of more interesting form like this, but mm-hmm. it's just it was it was pitched as Watchmen, and so it's just yeah. like I felt like I knew what that was, and yeah, and I think most people who adapt something just especially so many years after the original, they just redo the thing. Yeah. So it wasn't clear that it was going to be like a unique take. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, um, we'll be back with uh, the next episode. She was killed by space junk. <laughs> um, oh, these titles. Yeah, they're super <laughs> crazy. And they always flash on the screen in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very weird. But yeah, I think... I think, uh, yeah, this for me, this episode like upped the ante on the Lindelof quotient. And I think mm-hmm. it continues to develop in episode three. And the fact that it's only nine is like kind of terrifying. Because mm-hmm. I think it, it really means that, you know, this is going to progress pretty quickly. Yeah, I think so. And to me, like right now, in terms of the plot, like... Like, I am curious about the Jeremy Irons plot, and I enjoy it, and I wonder how it fits in, but my central concerns are, what's the conspiracy? What really happened with the chief, and why? And what was he doing? And, um, uh, you know, and like, who are the collaborators? And why did they kill the chief? Yeah, I'm... I mean, I care about that. I'm way more interested in the bigger questions of like, what's Dr. Manhattan doing? What's Jeremy Irons doing? Because uh, I, I think that, that'll be all the stuff at the end of the season, which to me means it's more important. But I think it'll tie into the more mundane conspiracy stuff too um, in some way. And I'm assuming from what we saw with the third episode that you know, um, you know, Jean Smart's character comes in and she's going to help uncover, you know, she's obviously trying to investigate uh, Don Johnson's murder. So they, you know, she and Regina King's character will be sort of adversary sort of, but then once they uncover the beginnings of this conspiracy, they'll have to work together. Um and then I'm assuming it'll be like the conspiracy is so large and big and crazy that that will dovetail into like needing Dr. Manhattan's help or something like that. It's kind of mm-hmm. how I imagine the end of the season going. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, it's all interesting. Yeah, it's all it's all very well well done so far. So yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. Up. I'm just I'm I'm hooked into the basic plot, which is like simple and yet it has those Lindelof touches that Mm -hmm. draw me in I guess yeah um the Dr. Manhattan stuff is like I don't I priori I don't care about it right now I will as soon as they give me a specific reason to Mm -hmm. but right now it just seems like background noise and so I guess I need I need something more concrete to start worrying about Dr. Manhattan Mm mm-hmm but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get there as soon as we... And, you know, episode three, 
with like the car thing is probably the closest we've had so far. Well, and that's what's interesting, right? The way this episode ended was a car being yeah, yeah. in the sky, and that episode, episode three ends with a car coming out of the sky. Yeah. And again, the two main female leads on the opposite ends of that. So I think that was pretty well done symbolically. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a symmetry kind of thing happening. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah, and I don't know what that means when the car falls in the next. Ep- we'll talk about that next episode. I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. It at all, but uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. Hopefully, all right. <laughs> I mean, I already know for episode time. three, but you know, that's yeah, the season. Yeah, I'm hoping you know. Uh, um. The other shows escaping me, Westworld, you know, uh, had a similar quality in the beginning where, you know, it was a decent world building and um, and some interesting characters and some interesting mysteries, but I thought it kind of fell apart in terms of it being inherently interesting to me. And I don't, I really don't think the show really is going to fall into that trap because I think there, it's, it's just so, there's just, it's richer, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. and what they're dealing with but that's the only caveat i have is is the idea that it could sort of unravel and yeah yeah you know. i mean leftovers definitely unraveled mm-hmm. um lost to a certain extent unraveled yeah so it's not it's definitely not impossible that towards the end it sort of unravels but the thing is the thing is that I have to admit that no matter how much I keep like not being totally happy with the end of a thing. Well, okay. For a counterpoint, you know, season two of the leftovers. And, you know, if you look within certain local elements of loss, like some of those like had satisfying conclusions. It's that overall thing. I think for a season, they can probably pull it off. Well, that's what, yeah. That's really what I mean is even season one of, of uh westworld unraveled to me and oh it definitely yeah, did so yeah season one of of um, i never watched it again after that bullshit. the I maze think. is in your mind Ugh. yeah Ugh. i think season one of watchmen will stick the landing um because it's they know exactly where they're trying to get to um and it's you know i think like the leftover season one I think it's easier to tell that first part of the adaptation. It's really when you go be above and beyond it in like a season two or three. Yeah. That it runs the risk of turning into something not that great. Wearing yourself out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it still could be that, and you know, this is just like maybe a personal thing, but it, it still could be that for me, the, the buildup and the mystery and the not knowing is just like more engaging than whatever they're going to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's often true. It's definitely often true with uh, Lindelof type stuff, but mm-hmm. I guess I still value it in a way for the strange path we take to get there. Um, so like, I think I'll still enjoy the show, even if I don't, and I'm not like totally blown away by the ending, but I do hope that there's something that's, about the ending that's compelling as well. Well, that's why that's really what my instinct is telling me is they're going to get to the end of the, 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 the normal plot about the cavalry. Now I get why it starts with the K KKK. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, is 
they'll get to the end of that and it'll be you know interesting enough right maybe maybe super great but like interesting enough but they'll shuffle it to the dr manhattan stuff which will be the bigger crazier thing that they end the season on to mm-hmm. hook you into season two that's what i'm expecting is going to happen because i think it'll be a thing where whatever is happening with the conspiracy can only be so interesting and I think they're going to want to say, okay, here's the end of that story. Now, here's the beginning of a second story with the crazy, you know, thing with Dr. Manhattan and all that stuff. Right. That's that's how I'm imagining the structure going. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. It'll be some crazy reveal about how the uh, Jeremy Irons stuff is connecting to everything. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's clearly coming. That's, in a way, like, if you want to compare it to Westworld, like, the Jeremy Irons stuff is like the, uh, what's his name stuff? Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, the guy, the guy who played, sorry, my, is it okay if I spoil Westworld <laughs> season one? Uh, are you talking about Anthony Hopkins? No, 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 no. You're talking about who are you talking about? No, so okay, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Ed Harris. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not talking about Ed Harris, but I'm talking about the actor who played the younger version of Ed Harris. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like basically, we have a bunch of scenes with that character. They follow him for a while, and then eventually, you find out like how that links up with yeah, you know, the main story, and it's like mm-hmm. you know, it's basically a time, it's a flashback thing trick. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I think that's what they're doing with Jeremy Irons I definitely don't but just in the sense that it's like a segregated part of the plot yeah. that is like gonna sit on sit on its own for I don't know how long I mean I, you know it, it almost becomes a Dougie type thing where it's like are they gonna go to like ep 9 before he like mm-hmm. gets out of there like how long is like shenanigans at the country manor I don't think it's. I you think know, it's gonna move faster because even play in episode out. three, he uh, he's already reaching the boundaries of of that world when he right. talked about the warden or whatever. So I, yeah. I think it's gonna move pretty fast. And uh, I I was just wondering, like maybe he's like, okay, enough of this story of the the uh, watchmaker's son. I've got a new play I want to tell. It's called the you know the um, the. Uh, Sister Knight and the White Knight, or something. Oh, you know? no. it's like, you know, and, and so it's like, they, you know, okay, what are we really watching here? You know? <laughs> Not the Roseanne ending. <laughs> Where Roseanne was dead the whole time? Yeah. That's the new Connors version. Remember that? Part. that. God. You have to write Roseanne off the show while wow, she's dead now. <laughs> But what if we bring her back dead? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, until next time. Um... Yeah. See you next time. Yeah. Until okay. next time. See you, Ben. All right. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.